That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. When you hear that bomb blast, get a shot glass. Listen to the podcast, it's all up in your bomb's ass. Big J kills them like OJ Simpson a quick. If the fatalist love don't win, get break quick by that big dick Dave Smith. He all up in your ribs while he talking politics. Don't get bit when you rattle by that Puerto Rican snake. And natural form killers, legion of skanks. Welcome to the What's up, everybody? It is the Legion of Skanks podcast. Coming to you from our Zoom episode, I'm your host, Big J Okerson. The Skanks are all here. We got Davey Smith. It's an honor and a privilege. Thank you. And of course, we got the Puerto Rican rattlesnake, Louis J. Gomez. Uh, what's up, bitch? Whoa. That's not good energy at all. How's that not good hey. energy? I didn't say it wasn't like bitch, like pussy. Like, what up, little bitch? It was like, what up, bitch? What's up, bitch? What's up, bitch? Oh, you meant oh, like, it in like, like a 90s rap kind of way. Oh, I thought you meant it more like in a sex in the city, calling your girlfriend to go out. It's kind of thing. Come on, bitch. Yeah, the way you would uh, kind of like we're mocking women, you know. Oh, I thought you were saying we were like video hoes, kind of. No, no, we're making fun of women and their stupid bullshit. I can get on board with that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Um, it's good to see you, boys. I did not see get the memo you. for the white shirts today. Yeah, dude. We all said we were going to wear white hoods, and <laughs> but I showed up second. in the, I showed up in proper attire, and the whole staff freaked out on me. So here I am in my rap hoodie. <laughs> Actually, the iron the irony is you and Dave are also both wearing hoods. They're just yeah. not up. Yeah, it's this like a your, wink and a your, nod. Your, your clan downtime. Your clan downtime. <laughs> I'm fucking uh, casual clan. Yeah, it can't all be clanning. You know what I mean? What about the rest of the day? <laughs> Dude, I don't know what's going on. Can I say my headphones? Dude, there's a ghost in my house right now. <laughs> totally. No, Lewis, that's just your hood from your clan outfit. No, dude. No. Oh, my God. It's, it's on my back. Doug, no. Doug, look. Lewis. This is crazy. Right. So my volume Lewis, keeps Lewis, going. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. It's right behind you. Dude, the, the volume keeps going down on my headphone, like on my, my thing. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. But every time it goes down, I fucking... Have to go raise it physically with my hand, meaning that it feels like a ghost keeps on coming in and actually physically. Th- this is not a, an electronic thing. Am I? Satan. Is my hood hitting it? Satan's your master. I think my hood's hitting it. You it know, was technically the hood the whole time. A lot of times, a lot of times, the there are real world explanations for these uh, supernatural phenomenon. So you have to kill the president, dude. Do you understand? Do you, all right, fine. Maybe it was just a real world explanation, but it freaked me the fuck out, dude. Because I was like, "Why is my volume going?" And then it go, and it would be physically down. Like, you know, why don't you, you, like, why don't dial? you bump your uh, hood over to the your right a little bit so it's out of the way of the thing? It's all bunched you, up over there. Why don't you bump my cock into your mouth? Why what was the uh, so, what's what's your thing with emotions, Lewis? Why do you I'm sorry. emotion? I'm sorry, bitch. It was a friend helping a friend out. It's fucking. Crazy, I'm sorry, though. bitch. I know I'm getting fucking uppity right now. No, You're so not, close not off. you, bitch. Not you. 
It's not your fault, bitch. Not your fault, bitch. <laughs> uh, not not you, fault, bitch. bitch. <laughs> Don't, bitch. Not you. <laughs> oh, fuck me, dude. Not your fault, bitch. It's not your fault, bitch. Um, Good Lewis hunting. <laughs> Good Gomez hunting. Oh, my God, boys. Um, Did you... What is this orthodontist who was charged for soliciting minors for nude photos and possessing child pornography. Yeah, why don't you just knock them unconscious with the NOS and take the pictures, dude? What are you asking like an idiot? That's how you get in trouble. Yeah. Moron. Um, um let's but- let's see the uh this guy. Orthodontist charge after allegedly all right. So a Michigan orthodontist is facing criminal charges after allegedly soliciting sexually explicit photos and videos from a minor in North Carolina and possessing child pornography in digital storage Thomas 41 Shannon. years old Mel- multiple felonies aggravated possession of child sexually abusive material using a computer to commit a, cr- a computer to commit a crime and possession of child pornography uh he has been contacting minors for sexually explicit photos and videos going back to 2019 that's not that long ago he's pretty new to the game yeah he's new but also let me say so is it the nudes of the 17 year old girl like is that what they're saying? Is this child porn, or did he also have child porn in addition to contacting the well, seventeen-year-old they don't, girl? They don't oh, no, make it say, clear said, that no, it he does, got it does. them. No, it does say uh, up to the uh, more. It says he was he had possession of child pornography and digital storage, so he had stuff already of underage girls. Yeah, he had stuff, and then he was trying to get the seventeen-year-old girl. It's not clear that he w- that he yeah, got. Yeah, I think he got put didn't. on the radar. He got put on the radar by her, and then now they, they saw found the shit on his computer. Yeah. What what is the uh, what's the equivalent of like gaydar for pedophiles? Because I feel uh, like I pe- have that. Ped- pedar. <laughs> I think I have pedar. I think I can tell when somebody's a pedophile. I'm like, this guy's definitely a pedo, dude. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Yeah. Um. um you know. Well, I I, guess I, I argue that anybody who wants to like genuinely be a coach for a girl sports that's a guy is uh, a pedophile likely i mean if you're if your daughter's not on that team what is the reason right exactly if your yeah, daughter's yeah. on the team is that not like the perfect excuse to be able to go hang out with hot team athletes, by the way though? by the way <laughs> isabella's soccer coach when she was little uh she's like i'll do it no 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 it was uh another girl on the team her dad was the coach but um uh, yeah, but especially the gymnastics one. I mean, obviously, there's so many documentaries about it now that's out there. But if you want to like, work, it's like absolutely women can coach other women in gymnastics. You don't have to have a guy, a forty-some-year-old guy doing it. I mean, you know well, I mean? if they're the best, if you want to be the best at whatever you're doing, you probably wanted to have a guy doing it. So, like, how serious are you? I don't and know. by the way, I, uh, that's actually a genuine response. I know it sounds like I'm being like sexist. I'm not. I just my assumption is no, in sports, saying, no, the best coaching so- in the world in sports is probably comes from men in whatever whatever sport. I don't think so. so. If, if you want your girl to go to the Olympics, you want her to be like the absolute yeah, no, best. Luce, it's not sexist. It's you're saying you want the best coach, male or female. But like 99 percent of the time, that will end up being a man. If you looked into it, I'm sure you think that, a co- you're thinking a coach. I think in a coach of a sport depends on the sport, obviously, and stuff. But I do think. A coach for women's gymnastics, you could have all female coaches and be the best in the world. Has it ever been done? Coaching is. Uh, I mean, I don't know. If you look at the the right now, look up the percentage of Olympics male to female um, coaches, gymnastic coaches. 
And I bet you, I bet you across the board, there's way more men. Just there is. No, no, there definitely is. But they all. What supports your your case that you you can just be just as good with a woman? Then you're going to be out there with the gymnastics team, coached by a woman. All the girls are out there getting ready to compete, knowing that even if they fuck up, they're not going to get raped for it. You think they're going to be as motivated? They're going to be as motivated as our team? Yeah, he goes. Let me tell you what really makes girls win gold: (laughs) rape, the threat of rape, (laughs) the looming threat of rape. Um. No, yeah, dude, I, I mean, come on. I, I think, how think, many fun balance beam jokes can you make to your team? I think, I think in the idea of sports strategy and what and knowledge of it, I don't think it makes a difference. Um, I, 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 I completely disagree. I completely yeah. disagree. I, I, mean, I don't thing. understand enough about gymnastics to even know. Like, it seems to me that coaching would be like run really fast, do three loop de loops, and then land perfectly on your feet. Listen. If the Sixers started being coached by a woman tomorrow, I'd have my thoughts. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> technically, I understand that she could probably uh, there's a, there's an opportunity for her to be able to do just as good. There's nothing holding oh her God, back. From Jay, doing we just understand as good. you're trying to fucking get a TV show or something right now. Women are just as good as men. Fine, everyone. Fine. Buddy, Jay, Jay's got an opportunity. I wrote one TV me. show with my friends years ago, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, such a, it was TV. the most emotional roller coaster I've ever been a part of. I'm a broad. Dude, I, I, I just we're still gonna sell it. that thing. I just told my agent they sent me a Disney audition. And uh, oh, yeah, Tom was telling me this today. Yeah, no, and literally, they go, they want you, they ask for you for this role, right? Like the casting of like likes your thing. Nice. And I had, I was like, call them up and had a very serious conversation. I was like, dude, I was like, I can't do Disney. I was like, it's like, if I, if like, like, look, Louis C.K. writes a TV show or some other canceled rapist, Dalia comes out with a new TV show, I'll jump on board in a heartbeat. Perfect for it. I would be shocked. Disney's not going to be the path. It's just not going to happen. Guys, you hear Air India slammed for systematic failure after (laughs) unruly male passenger flying business class urinated on a woman traveling from New York? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what is the story now? Hold on. What is is really the story? Air India is in trouble for systematic failure after an unruly male passenger flying business class urinated on a woman traveling from New York. I guess it's just the way that like the algorithms work now and the way that like news media sites pick things up, but they have to look how long the headline is. Whatever happened to the art of writing like a good, like kind of yeah. fun, punny, you know, headline that like just grabbed you real quick. Like they're, they do this now because they know that like every word has to be tracked on Google and they're trying to get people to click on certain things. So it's like him flying business class has nothing to do with it. Like it, it doesn't actually really fucking matter. Well, at all. Like, I mean, I will say that for the headline, we supposed I expect a little pissing, bit better from business class. pissing at 30,000 feet. That's what yes, exactly. <laughs> or it would be like, you know, pa- you know, passenger pissy seven. And it, yes. would, be, it would be something. Yes. I mean, that was, I'll be honest. That's that's an excellent title. You could work for the New York Post, but it was yeah, really like the New York Post that did shit like that. Most the Post would have dude, it was so fucking funny, dude. They would have great. No, but, they would still say, but they would still say, uh, you know, uh, urinating man causes stir on flight. Yes, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like this is a long wordy uh, title for sure. Air India slam for systemic failure. After you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to throw up quotes in your read. 
I mean, I just want to like go back and just appreciate how great Passenger Pisty Seven was. Like that was an <laughs> unbelievable title. Your I mean, it's such a point, random dude. movie to even remember. <laughs> it's like you guys remember Wesley Snipes. Well, there's not many airplane movies. Movie. There's not. There's not many there's airplane snakes movies. in a plane. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many airplane. Movies. Movies. How there's many airplane Air movies are? One. Well, there's Airplane. Airplane Two. Fine. Two. Oh yeah. yeah there's that two. Would be fun. Snake on a plane. How many airplane movies? Snakes on a plane. Uh, uh, Booty Tang was that about an airplane? No, you're um, thinking of Soul no. Plane. Soul Plane. Soul Plane. Whatever, dude. Same shit. Uh, dude, I'm so there's... racist that I even think black movies look alike. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, that was uh... Juice, right? He goes, it was Boys in the Hood. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. <laughs> no, 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 stop! Don't just pull them up, dickhead. I wanted to see if we could remember them. Man, Air Force movie, One. I said black before. movies in the '90s though really were the shit. I loved Hold every on one, one second, of them, guys. I'll, I I just literally one second. I'll be right back. Yeah. Did you watch all of them, Lewis? Dave, all the super you violent black movies. Yeah. He just he has to go take a moment. Do you remember how violent and fucking they were when we were younger? They were the best. Uh, yeah. Did you I watch mean, all those like Boys in the Hood, Juice, uh, Menace to Society? Course. I thought was Menace to Society was like scary. Yeah, loved that movie. I loved it too. But I'm, I'm not it saying it would scary. hold up, but I loved it at the time. I liked I liked when they. Like the hood movies got to be so big that it became almost like a something you'd parody. So they did like Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh yeah, Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice from the Hood. hood. Which, by the way, great of those scary movie kind of things like that. Those slapsticks. That was a really good one. I don't think I ever actually saw it. It's pretty funny. It was the great where the the sons being the the sons reading the father a bedtime story. I said it's such a racial like racist humor. It's uh, his dad is younger than him. (laughs) He has to read bedtime stories to his dad. (laughs) That was great. That was uh, the Wayne's brothers, right? Yeah, yep. when they, you know what, uh, Bobby, if it's almost worth finding, if you do the scene, do you know the scene from Boys in the Hood? You should almost show that first when Trey, do you remember Boys in the Hood, Lewis? I do, but it's like, I haven't watched like all of those movies, you know, show we've the talked scene. about them so many times, but like, you know, uh, the, the the college campus one, um, higher, learning. Uh, higher learning, higher learning, Bobby, uh, Bobby, find the juice. scene from Boys in the Hood when Trey is like swinging punches. When he comes back to his girlfriend's house, it'll be it should be easy to find. But these the way they though, parody I, that is is going to make you laugh, so Lewis, funny. Lewis. You're going to laugh so hard at this. I'm so happy. You haven't I seen haven't. It. I haven't seen like I watched most of these movies when I was. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Up until I was maybe 20 years old, I didn't really pay attention to movies because anytime I watch a movie now from before, I was like, like I there's so much that I missed. It's fucking absolutely wild. Like just massive. I feel like that's when I paid attention to movies, and then I fucking like now there'll be movies I'm like completely unaware of. But that back then it was like movies. I'm talking about not paying attention oh, to movies like the popular movie coming out. I'm talking about while watching a movie. Oh, I'm paying, oh, really oh. paying attention to it. Like now I like I watch it and I go like I, I get it all right. Whatever it was when I was a kid, like I just don't remember any of the movies until I see them again. So, I, like I know that I've seen, um, you know, all of these so movies. You probably, so you'd probably enjoy. What have you shown James? Like the Goonies, because those yeah, are I've fun. Tried if, you, to. if you haven't I, seen those in a long time, those are fun to watch again. Those are, are great good. to watch back. A lot of them are great. So the problem is with little kids now, and that the movies from the eighties and nineties, um, like. TV has gotten so crystal clear. Like yeah. every new movie, like high def, they look like, shitty. 
Yeah, they look, they look so shitty. And I think on a really big TV, like at a 58 they inch TV, whatever the fuck it is, like it looks particularly shitty. And I think it just takes the kids out of it. So they don't have the attention span for some of those old movies the same way that um you know it is it is true we had such small tvs that we didn't even really give a shit about our fucking picture quality being so bad well i'm also old enough to remember sometimes your picture quality would just be bad it would actually be something where like you had to like fidget around with it to make it look good (laughs) like it would just start oh, tracking like fog. Yeah, or just yeah, like, dude, just if you had like a, a two head VCR, you could like literally do. You, oh, my God, dude. Manually fixing the tracking on the VCR oh. dude, like this. Is how, sh- this is how poor it was when you buy the the cheapest VCR at fucking the uh, tracking button for sure. Dude. It, was, it was you didn't have a line through the middle of the screen. You had to like manually move it. Move and it never line. it never got perfect. It just got no. better. As long you as you got it I mean? t- closer to the top or closer to the bottom, yeah. you're like, OK, dude, pretty good here. Can you imagine, so, dude, just watching something right now, a movie, and accepting, oh, yeah, there's just going to be this line through the middle of it, but, like, yeah. whatever. I can see. I can see the middle of the screen. I don't uh, remember big, what big, the big, difference is between thing with music, that. too. Big, what I used to have to go through to, like, get music, do you know what I mean? If you wanted to make, like, a, a mix of music or something, what you had to do was we so wild. A, uh, Well, the, most of the tape players, right? So let's say this is even before <laughs> CDs. There was you had to have a two deck tape player. One mm-hmm. side would have a record, one side wouldn't have record. So you'd yeah. play and record at the same time. Yeah. Um, a lot of recording yeah. off the radio. And recording off the sit radio. There, is big. Sit there and wait for the song you were trying to get to come on. Man, things. And are- then, by the way, didn't care. The sound was never going to really thump or be crystal clear yeah. or loud the way. No, it was- you're. I'm literally recording off of a FM radio. Onto an answering machine yeah. next to the speaker for the shitty radio. <laughs> the like, end you result sounds crazy, it. but it's like I was hearing the song, yeah, in my Walkman the next day, and that's all. No, that you're hearing like when you're hearing yeah. the main sound the up song, front, you're hearing, hearing and then behind it, you're hearing dan, 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 dan. Oh, literally, I'm dan, not even dan, saying dan, before dan. the song was coming on. If you just hit play and it didn't start for like three seconds, you would just hear three seconds of like. <laughs> and then the music would come in over that. <laughs> oh God, it was all. But man, it's, and then we're, tape, we're like, and then your tape would get snagged, and you were fucked. But we're oh, we're like tape. we're like the last generation of of people who like like remember the before on demand world. Like the world when it was just like, oh, you had to like wait for something. I would have been, we may have talked about this before. It. We may have talked about this before, but I was a, I'd be in a, I would have been in a dangerous place. I'd have to assume uh, with the access to porn. And even as much as porn, I'd say the access just to movies. Like again, like every movie, because going to like the video store was like a thing. You know what I mean? Like the access you could just lay back. And how for grant how fast or how little it's been in my life or how short of a time it's been in my life, how much I still search through all of it, not knowing what the fuck I'm gonna watch. Nothing seems right or good. I'd say fifty percent of my television having, watching, watching time. Fifty percent of my television watching time is scrolling through Netflix or Amazon and not choosing, yep. and then eventually landing on something that I'm gonna fall asleep to because I got tired just scrolling. I swear to God, it's almost my nightly thing. I, I, yep. I look all over and come back to American Dad or Always Sunny because I just go, <laughs> I'm putting this on to fall asleep too. <laughs> yeah, dude. But so like even like. I don't have like convenience, like it, 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 somebody like me who has like really, really bad ADD. Like I have like horrible ADD. Like the things that have like become more convenient, they actually don't help with my ADD. You know what I'm saying? Like it's me like, options. 
I, I, I should be able to just like going to the video store. It was like something like about like going there, getting in the car, you're doing a task. It felt like you were truly doing something. Also, you know do I'm they have, do they even have a copy of the movie you wanted? Yeah. Sometimes it would be out and you yeah. were fucked all the time. When I was younger, I'd wait there sometimes a little bit, you know what I mean? Just hang around the store and keep it going back and like, did anybody return it? <laughs> um, I worked at Blockbuster for a hot minute and I would put the new movies aside for my mom. Of course, yeah. No, I think if you that's the nepotism you're supposed to have at a job like that. That was one of my also, worst jobs. You should ever also had be able to life. take uh you should be able to take uh limitless popcorn. Uh with popcorn um, that gives you like a brain like the limitless pill? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um I no, I I I hated that job probably more than any other one. Maybe hot topic might have been worse than that. Um how long was that? Blockbuster was a couple months. Hot Topic was days. My worst job ever because it was a day was a UPS. <laughs> it was what I forget, made, I it, forgot that you were a UPS guy for a day. It's what made me know that I was uh not cut out like my job in life wasn't going to be like a laborious job because UPS when you first go to the training for it they are selling you a, a bill of goods. And also said coming from like where I came from, it was like, that was a job where they go, you can make like 80 grand a year being like UPS delivery guy. No, that was the job. First... My mom would talk about as a kid. Like that's one of these like high, yeah. highly sought after. Yes. Trash person position. So tra <laughs> there's like trash people. Like also yeah. trash person was a also city, a job that was like a trash a, person, a garbage really person money that my family talked about like that's a good job a job simply for York. the city whatever the job is for the city if you work for the city or work for the state like man that is like and that's the way my my idiotic small-minded family thought that's as far as yeah. they could go in terms of setting goals would be like 20 bucks an hour benefits that's that and that's as far as they dreamed it's a, it's yeah. a sad thing well, yeah. in my mind, it was almost looking into that being like, is this the guy? Because I didn't know what I was. I wasn't doing comedy or anything yet. So I was like, am I going to be? But like, you had seen that Kevin James said com and you were <laughs> yeah. like, this guy's got it made. But I was like, uh, fact I, gonna... I did in a hot chick. I could do that. <laughs> it was sort of basically kind of decide, like, if I'm going to be a grunt or if I'm going to, like, try to do something like, you know, go to school or whatever, I guess. And I went there that one night man. and the, for the first job you have to first thing you have to do is load trucks. Then if you eventually get up to sorting, and then it's something else, and then I think driver. Um, and then the real the so money so is the, the, the job is like you're at like a, a a warehouse, and then you pack trucks for them. So you're not what it is. You're loading the eighteen wheelers up, which are very very long, and they put this conveyor belt through the middle of it. And what the training teaches you is all about building walls of boxes. Sorry, I'm just imagining the conveyor belt coming with like chocolate. So it's like I love Lucy and Jay's like. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even thought to do the uh, sort of and the uh, you're not wrong. Um, if you could find a video, probably Bobby. It's just of, Jay uh, and Kevin Hart building, eating chocolates, <laughs> building walls, the walls of boxes in the trucks. But they give you, I think, and I'm not exaggerating, like a list of forty maybe zip codes that this truck is for and every package that comes down you're supposed to look at it uh i think scan it if it is one of the one of those 40 zip codes and then stack it and like build these walls moving forward to load this thing in 
It's a, as a one man job. I don't know how anybody did it because so you're like Tetrising, you're Tetrising boxes yeah. into a truck. But you have to do stuff. And but every time you take, as soon as you pick up another box, there's one right behind it, and you're trying to look up the zip code for that one and build a wall. I'm telling you, you take the Lucy thing, they started falling in and falling off the side of the thing. <laughs> Jay's covered in boxes. <laughs> I I swear to you, they eventually just took me out of it, and they were like, "You're good, and don't worry about it." And I helped somebody else finish it. And then we went, uh, and then I went home and I was like coughing up soot. Is this it, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. I was coughing up soot and uh, it was just me by myself. And uh, my mom told me she didn't even think I should go back. And I'm like, right. I'm going to go to college. <laughs> You're right, mom. I am too yeah. special for this job. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little boy. Yeah. There you go, dude. That's, you know, in, oh my God, dude. Do you know how fucking anxiety riddled that is? <laughs> dude, that job is something that would like, I would fucking hate. Hate this by one. Remember brutal. when you and I you're said trying that, to my, fight, my, you're trying to fight Jay, your way up to the person throwing it down the slide. Do you yeah. know you when I just said that my least favorite job was Blockbuster? Do you know mm -hmm. why? Why? Inventory stacking the fucking boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having to come out with like all you have to take out all the videos on your arm like this, and you'd have to go put them on the wall. It was just this tedious thing yeah. that whatever it was, like it. Like it made my blood boil to have to fucking do it. I just hated it. Yeah, it was I a similar a... thing when I would fold T-shirts at Hot Topic, having oh, yeah, to yeah. put on a there's a folding board. We have to fold it perfectly. Some people do something like that and they get a satisfaction. Other people like me, like it is just a it's like hell. Like that's what if if I were to go to hell, I'd be folding T-shirts and stacking blockbuster boxes. Yeah, I liked. I didn't mind delivering auto parts. wasn't a bad job for me because it's just you load the truck up and then you go. And like you're on your own, you're all day just listening to the radio. And also, you look like you deliver auto parts, so people oh, yeah. just come up to you and be like, "Did you go? You got you have auto parts? I, go, I got a truck full of them, dude. Do I? <laughs> goes, Excuse me, sir. You have auto parts? You go. I'm off duty right now. <laughs> I did a bunch of telemarketing type shit. Um, those jobs always last like a few weeks. Didn't mean anything ever. Get a couple they, paychecks. Those, and those like, suck. But I did a couple of those. I did one I, where I was just caught making phone calls to old people to re um finance their mortgages or something. But oh, I think like, we did the same one. It was uh was it mortgage insurance? So it's like if you die, you it'll pay your insurance your mortgage off so your family doesn't <laughs> absorb that burden. I don't even know what I did. I have yeah. no idea. But all I know is that if you got people's credit card or if you got their social security numbers, you would get double commission. And then, like, you'd also be able to get two social security numbers per household. So if you got, like, the husband and the wife social security numbers, you got, like, quadruple commission. So that was the whole game. So I remember just, like, aggressively just, like, talking to old ladies that just didn't know better. Give me your social security number. <laughs> Bitch, I'm going to go kill you. You want to get raped? I've got your grandchild here. Give me your social security number. <laughs> hey, boss. Done. I'm right oh. outside your window. Hi, Linda. This is Louis J. Gomez from Mortgage Refinancing Associates, and I have your little grandson, Jimmy. Give me your fucking social security number. And here's social security number. Rattle it off. Everybody in the house. Wait, no, I can only do two. Give me two fucking. The lights get cut off at her house. You see that? I'm here. My financing department will be in touch soon. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah, I didn't like, uh, I really didn't work too many jobs. I never, I wish I did because I feel like I missed out on a lot of stories and relatability to people because I never worked service industry. I worked a lot yeah. of jobs. I never, I just never worked like a uh, service industry at all. And like, that seems like everyone's got such like a, like almost like a comparative through way. Like everyone worked at least McDonald's for a couple days or fast food. You know, like you at Lewis, you work KFC and shit.
I've never yeah, done but that. But I, I, there was a time where I worked. I mean, I've worked. I've had a job every day of my life since I was 11 years old, right? I've always had a job. Um, and uh, so a lot, I mean, but it was like, there was a time where I'd worked on Route 9W in West Avestra at every single establishment that was like right there. Like really? where I worked at ShopRite, Blockbuster, <laughs> Taco Bell, KFC. It was fucking everything. I did a CD store once that I was ha- I was already doing comedy. Yeah, but, I was at uh, a, I was at a CD store as well. The Taco CD Bell store, CD CD store. Uh, <laughs> the CD nice. store was um I got to rob them blind of music stuff. But like what you said with Blockbuster, Lewis. Like one of the reasons I think I particularly don't care for Pearl Jam as a band was while I worked there, they did two tours, and they uh released a live cd from every to every show they did uh one was america one was south america i think and the the covers were all completely the same they were delivered in a random order and we had to put them out like oh no yeah, so, I, so i had to look at a barcode for every single cd and be like antigua oh. <laughs> and then look at the next one and be like, uh okay sam paolo it, it, they're all just plain brown covers it was so tedious I, I i left shortly after that yeah. that sucks all those jobs suck god damn it was Never there one again, you ever boys. you didn't love any of them you didn't there was no like job you ever i mean kfc i loved kfc you did like working there i loved it dude i mean it was the same thing like the same way you got to like rob them blind of their cds i got to rob them blind of chicken <laughs> dude, I, I would you have no like they would be my boss would turn around i would just grab an entire original recipe drumstick and i go <laughs> throw the bone in the garbage i do remember I, I loved working at the the bagel store in Brooklyn, Bagel Lady, for a similar reason. But it was also just, and it was hard. It was a hard job because, like, the weekends would be slammed. And it's, like, overwhelming when you have crazy long lines. Damn, Dave. I, Dave, your only jobs have been a bagel store and a bank, you kike. <laughs> you know, I worked for the... This goes, I worked for the International Monetary Fund. Um, I worked for the. Uh, they worked for the Weather I Channel. In, yeah. I worked at a bow ties for teenager store. <laughs> I just was remember there, was making there some money as a teenager was just the most amazing feeling. I may just be remembering it's just the this, best. Maybe this is from someone else. Was there something? Wasn't something crazy happening at Bagel Cafe? Like the. Maybe I'm just yeah. If not, then if, if you, I mean, I'd, by, probably not. I like, wasn't there story. a weird? Wasn't there like a weird relation to the lady or something? And her son worked there also or something? No, 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 no. no that's something else. Something else. Like, I do one remember. Time, I had, I one had time we ran out of egg bagels and it was an emergency. Oh, she one time, <laughs> dude. She uh, she was such a seedy owner, and she was just brute. Like so, the next I worked for her store, and then the next year she moved me to a different store and, and made me the head of the store. And I was I was like uh, sixteen or something like that, and she uh-huh. just I was managing the store, and I was like a sixteen year old pothead. It was inexcusable to let me manage <laughs> a store. I was stoned the entire time I was there. You're letting just, a miss. You're letting a wigger manage this place. I was. Uh, I, I, was I see the I Judaism blaring. in him. Her uh, her husband came in one day and got mad at me because I was blaring hip hop music. And she was, he was like, customers don't want to hear this. And I was like, I was hot 97. I don't know, whatever. Uh, I was smoking weed in the like storage, like freezer. You will play dreidel, dreidel, dreidel on repeat. And only that. I threw out the bagels once uh, at the end of the day, like the, the, the store was closing and I was, and the bagels were like hard. I was like, these are like fucking nasty. I threw them out. What? You could use these as wheels. I swear to God. She wasn't even Jewish, this chick, but uh, she did the Jewiest thing in the history of the world. She made me go out to the curb and bring them back in because she said she puts a little water on them and puts them back in the oven. 
so they're not as oh, hard really? like the next day. And I was just like, oh, that is so funky. Yeah, yeah. you bitch. Uh, yeah, I mean, I still Crazy ate them. Bitch, did yeah. you bake the bagels too, or you just worked at the store? No, they wouldn't let me tell Lewis. Come on, what am I, fucking doctor I over here? Jewish. No, no, I, I never made it. The bagels. So I, I never 15 made it. Years that. old when I got I kicked out of school. Then I, the second half of ninth grade, I was expelled from school and I was put into PM school. My job, I worked for the. Uh, what put you over the edge? What got you expelled? What was the final straw? Um. Was it one big thing or a series of? No, there was. A, it was like a series of things, and it was like if you do one more thing to get suspended, where it could have been like anything. It's like you're going to go to the PM school program, and at that point, I had been um, wrongfully suspended for threatening my teacher's life. <laughs> I didn't. Do I just <laughs> said that. I just said, you know, I could murder you, and then showed her that a knife existed in my pocket. No, uh, it was. I've told the story before, so I won't go into the whole fucking detail. But I was talking to a friend at the end of class, and then the teacher was like, "Yeah, go to timeout." And it was literally like a minute left in the class, like one minute left in class. How when old you are you? Time, uh, ninth grade. So when you go to timeout, um, timeout's just like a closet. Essentially, it's like in school suspension. Like, yeah. you know, they they spend the rest of the period like you know Only finishing timeout is weak. <laughs> Yeah, away from the rest. You're, if you're disruptive, you, you finish the class, the that period away from all the other students. But he sent me out with a minute left in the class. I wasn't even going to make it to the timeout classroom. He was just letting me leave class early to go to my next class. So I didn't give a shit at all. There was no anger there. I didn't give a fuck anyway. I was a ba- I was a bad kid. I wasn't like a violent kid where I was like cursing at teachers and throwing shit. I was like a smart ass who would cut class and I would fucking you know play hacky sack in the courtyard and I would you know have three months periods. Bro. No, but I, I just go to all three lunch periods and play hacky sack the whole time and like hang out and talk go to, to all chicks three lunch to... periods. Now you just sound like a fat kid. <laughs> I would go to I, I would have Work, three well, I worked it off with hacky sack, Dave. You see. <laughs> well, no, what I, I whatever was there was fourth, fifth or sixth period is lunch, right? For most schools, right? That's the way it was for my school. Whatever my lunch, let's say I was fifth, fourth, period, fifth and sixth period. My school. Doggy, I whatever was whatever was to be learned during fourth or sixth period was not being learned <laughs> by me. Didn't matter what the class was. Didn't matter if it was necessary. I wasn't going to class during lunch periods. Just wasn't going to happen until my senior year of high school, and I in which I had to literally give up my lunch period and then stay after school every day in order to have enough credits to pass. I had to I had to give up everything, like every single that thing. Sucks. It was fucking awful playing catch up. Um, but yeah, I fucking uh yeah, that teacher kicked me out and then he said that I said, You'll live to regret this. That's the words that I use. So I came <laughs> the next day and they were like, Yeah, you threatened a teacher's life. That is a hilarious uh thing it sounds like you might say, a grandiose thing. Didn't one hundred percent didn't say it. I no, I believe you, sure. you didn't I say, you say it. it. I'm just, just saying you sound like that, you don't believe me, actually. That guy no, nailed Lewis, you though. Yeah, like no one's saying you, we don't believe you. You I, I know you didn't say no, it. I'm just no, saying the that, school said they didn't guy, believe you, Dave. It's a touchy okay. subject. Yeah, but no your friends do believe you. that. We believe you. I'm just saying that guy, he had you pegged. <laughs> yeah, he just said something that was so believable. <laughs> That's like such a Lewis thing to say. He was so <laughs> gross, dude. He would lift my science teacher. He goes, classic Lewis, you're out of here, bud. No questions asked. Dude, he would wear like a he would wear like a white T-shirt, and his pit stains were so bad that it yellowed the shirt. Like his uh, the Ew. white shirt became yellow, and this is just like the way you present yourself. He? Um, he was like an old you know old man, fifties, sixties, older guy. Okay, yeah, but he was like fucking crazy. He ended up like um he ended up getting fired because he wasn't doing his job. Like I, I what's funny is that same guy got me spent. He gave me an eighty five for the first two quarters. 
of a uh, school and I never looked at like work. I never did a one bit of work. He just wasn't doing the work. He just randomly wrote in grades for people. That's a great conversation. Do you guys remember it all the first time as a kid you saw like an adult get reprimanded in some way? Like I do I remember. I, I remember do. having a teacher get fired and it was like a thing where it's like he did something shitty. Like you saw or heard about the thing he did. I, I had a couple. Is like someone grabbing a student or something and you hear they get fired and you're like, ooh, they got in trouble. Like, well, I like, remember two things that I remember. Uh, so one was when I, I was in the third grade at PS 107. She, she never got in trouble for this, but we used to have the uh, like citywide tests. That was like, you know, how the, you know, they judge the schools. And she just gave us all the answers. She just told really? us the answers as we were taking the test because they wanted to like get their scores up because that's how they oh, judge yeah, public yeah, school yeah. Yep. teachers, I guess. For and, I, and she just did this thing where she went. It was like at the age where they still read the questions out loud. If it makes sense, like in third grade. And mm -hmm. so there's like, you know, you have like the four circles for the multiple choice thing and you have to fill it out. And she would go, if Johnny wants to blah, 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 is it A? So, and then she goes at the front of the class, she goes, everyone listen to my voice and listen to the tone of my voice. And she would just go like, is it A, five, B, six, C, seven. And just, she just did that through the whole yeah. test. Like just told you which one. And she didn't get in trouble for it. But I remember at the moment being like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like yeah, I just yeah. I just got yeah, yeah. it. And I was like, this is like fucking wrong. And there was one point where one kid like, you were like, like adult, you're like, this is something a kid does. That's yeah, yeah. And so then this when one she's this, cheating. Like this one slow kid in the class, I guess, just didn't pick up on it. He didn't get what she was saying, that she was saying, listen to that's which just one how I say people louder. talk. And so and he's like, I don't know what it is. I don't understand. And she's like, listen to my voice. And she, then she starts like she got so mad at him that she starts going, is it a five B six stay seven? And she's screaming in this kid's face. And I remember in third grade just being like, yo, lady, you are fucked up like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're screaming wrong. at this kid. You're doing something wrong and you're flipping out on him for it. I remember just being like, wow, I could like that's fucked up. Like it, it was like adults can be corrupt. It was like a weird, like, oh, they're especially when it's really like a 26 year old dumbass. Like, yeah, people who like uh, like we act like teachers are fucking heroes. No, there's a lot of fucking just dumbasses. And that was most. the job that they just decided to go into. Yeah, most of them. It's, it's like, you know, you hear it about cops. You hear it about just like there's a lot of shitheads who go into public service positions and they're yeah. not actually morally, you know, better than anybody else. Very often they're morally corrupt. Um, I remember the first time I, I watched an adult, like I, it's not the same thing, but it was like an, a, an adult be like embarrassed or like I felt embarrassment for the adult. Mm -hmm. And it was my uncle Raymond. Now my uncle Raymond was Newspaper like, paper um, uncle, no different uncle. This was my, my <laughs> mother's brother, uncle, uncle this Raymond, like, uncle this Raymond like beginning of uh, this is like the beginning of welcome back Cotter. I have my uncle Raymond and he starts telling so now, the joke. We've been friends with Lewis Bobby for Lamb. 20 years and somehow he always has a new uncle we haven't heard of. No, I got story. a lot of uncles. I got. A, I mean, you're talking to a Puerto Rican and <laughs> half white trash. It's like uncles, uncles galore yeah. on both of those communities. Right. Um, my my Big mother had communities. My, my mother had four brothers, um, Robert, Raymond, Benji and Michael. Right. And. Uncle Raymond was the biggest fuck up out of all of them. Uncle Robert's up there as well. But Uncle Raymond was like in prison. He was like really jacked. You know what I'm saying? Like he was in really, really good shape. Mm -hmm. um, this is you've heard of Uncle Raymond. Uncle Raymond is the first person to ever buy me weed. 
You know what I'm saying? He, he's oh, the one who yeah. said, he's like, I he know, said, Raymond. when we were smoking yeah. weed, he's the oh, one right. who said, what's my name? Skip. That's where I got that from is my uncle Raymond. All right. Um, so, um, but uncle Raymond would like, he'd come, he'd like be doing sins in prison. And I just kind of looked at uncle Raymond. Like he was kind of a badass. Like he had nunchucks and he had like fighting gloves. Like they were like fingerless gloves before fighting, like street fighting. Like they were like straps. And I was you like, uncle Raymond's me, kind of, you want to see me throw this football over those mountains? <laughs> <laughs> but like all like my like my uncle benji was like the nice one out of all of them you know what i'm saying my uncle robert my uncle raymond were regularly in jail and i looked at uncle raymond kind of just like he was like a badass you know what i'm saying he ended up being a paranoid schizophrenic like really going like you're so cool crazy. raymond you're not like that faggot benji who's always at work <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you hang out and see if you can put a knife between your fingers without hurting yourself <laughs> So, but I remember when I was maybe nine, ten, like my son's age, maybe. I remember I was sitting on my porch. <laughs> and I saw my Uncle Raymond just run past the porch. And I was like, oh, where's Uncle Raymond going? What's he exercising? And then another kid, Nick Giacoli, the kid who used to beat me up, his uncle, Tony Hewitt, <laughs> was chasing my uncle. <laughs> And trying to kick his ass. And who I thought was a badass, my uncle, was running away from him in fear. And I remember just being Whoa! like nine. Louis, <laughs> get your mom, get your mom, get your mom. <laughs> I remember just being like, oh man, that is such a pussy move to run. <laughs> From another, like I would get my ass kicked by these kids all the time, and even I knew at least just fucking turn around and fight them for the love of God. But this man who like was in good shape, like you know, and fucking talked about getting into fights and shit, was just running from another dude, and it was just the fucking, it was just some bitch shit. After that, Lewis started hanging with Uncle Benji a lot more. <laughs> Uncle Benji became pretty cool after that. All right, boys, let's take a quick moment and thank YoKratom.com for being a longtime supporter of this show, the exclusive sponsor on today's episode of the Legion of Skanks podcast. We love YoKratom. Love them. They're the, the best supporter of everything we do, and they're also the best place to get Kratom. They got high-quality stuff, best price you're going to find anywhere, $60 for a kilo, and it's delivered right to your door. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. If you're over 21 years old and you are already in the market for Kratom, uh, get it from YoKratom.com. Very, very simple. It's cheaper. It's better quality. Why wouldn't you? YoKratom.com. All right. Where were we? Oh, can you show real quick? Um, they found they have both those uh, clips. I want to show you, Lewis. Please. Yeah. And then, and then, by the way, we are debuting Bopbab today. Yeah. This is great. Perfect. <laughs> we're debuting Bopbab. I, I can't do sound effects on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we could add. We could. Add, I could yeah. do it vocally. No, you do it. You make that sound I happen like that. one way or the other, Bobby. <laughs> I know that there's a way to get it done, Bobby. I, I know there is too, but it's it's a bit much when I'm sharing video, sharing oh, yeah. pictures, sharing sounds, and talking. Mm. I thought uh, I forgot we were going to do this bit and show Lewis. Uh, <laughs> this this scene. so funny, is it? All right, let's see. Well, this is just the setup. This is the movie. <laughs> Young Cuba. You're late. I thought something might have happened to you. Ain't nothing gonna happen to me. Also, Lewis set up. He got pulled over by the cops and fucked with. Bad. Yeah. Well, why was he in that neighborhood? 
I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> So the white man made him this way. Yeah. <laughs> so you can go to the next scene. So this one, Sean right, so Wayne. This, Sean so Wayne just got movie. fucked with. Sean Wayne just got fucked with by the cops. Okay, let's see. <laughs> she has twelve kids. <laughs> 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 Dude, parody rules. <laughs> just knocked out kids all over. Dude, what place. happened to you? Whatever happened to like uh, this style of comedy? Like just plastic. true slapstick plastic. silly. I love it. It's it literally it's what, I, it's what we it. talk about all the time about um, Walk Hard, right? Where it's like, that's yeah. like, that. I think Walk it Hard with, is amazing. It died with Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen movies, all of them were so good, dude. All the naked guns hold up completely. If you go back No, and but he started them, doing really funny. shitty ones DM. Well, he was, was just, just collecting checks, but that is yeah. nothing. To, I'm just saying like slapstick. Movies all the like naked guns are funny as shit. But they had the scary movie, uh, that whole. whole uh, scary movie one and like two, that. I think, were really funny. I think they kind of lost steam after that. Leslie Nielsen made a parody of... um. The Exorcist called Repossessed that I loved when I was a kid. Did you like that? I loved it. I fucking loved it. Was, it was, it was, one and two. It was actually Linda Blair. Yeah, it was actually Linda Blair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I what thought it was, was great. One, dude. Uh, what is the one they made off? Uh, Lethal Weapon. They made one. Oh, Loaded Weapon. That loaded. Was pretty, weapon. That was Emilio Estevez and uh, Sam Jackson. Was that? It? Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they had the Armando Sante one that was pretty. Yeah, they made it. They used to make slapstick movies. Like slapstick and parody fucking rules. They don't really do it. You know who kind of did it? I didn't finish watching it, but I'm going to watch it this weekend when I'm when I'm in um, Phoenix. Is the um, Weird Al movie? I watched like the first 20 minutes of it, and it was pretty fucking funny. And it's like just sort of tongue in cheek slapstick. Isn't it like it's like his life story, but but it's not real. It's a parody of his life story. Yes, yes. So it's like you know, there's like these moments where he's like listening to the radio, and then he like just starts like doing it, and his friends are like, "Whoa!" It's like (laughs) none of it happened that way. (laughs) Oh yeah, but it's like but it's like yeah. It, 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 I, I guess it sort of it, ta- it taps into sort of the walk hard slapstick parody thing, which I fucking think is great. It's a dying art form. They just don't make movies like that anymore. Oh, dude, I, I saw I watched Walk Hard again kind of recently. I forget when he was like started singing. I watch song. it probably once every six months when he was like, all right, hey, boys, try to follow me on this one. And they play it's like a perfect song they play. <laughs> yeah, he starts playing. He goes, dun, dun, dun. and then they go. No, the, the funniest part is they, they start following along, which it almost makes sense because like musicians <laughs> can maybe do that. <laughs> And then they do the background vocal and they all come in together with the I exact know. words. <laughs> I know we're just, I know we're just, uh, we're not going to, you can even cut this down if you want, but just, you don't have to play it. But just the idea of that when the guy goes, <laughs> when, uh, is it Chris Parnell or something? He goes, if this next song, you have 30 seconds to change the rest of your life. If this next song doesn't catch me immediately, you're out of here and you're going to be a failure for the rest of your life. And then he goes, he goes no, no, he goes, and I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. He turns around and goes, like right away. The first note. 
I love it, dude. I, I walk great, hard. Great movie. It is my number one most underappreciated movie. Like people don't talk about it. It's so fucking funny. I love it. Um, let's uh let's do plugs and then let's get into fucking bop bad baby boy. Uh, can I plug first this week? Plug dog. Uh, this weekend, me and Aaron Berg will be in Phoenix, Arizona. Then we'll be in Minneapolis the next weekend. Cuyahoga Falls the weekend after that. January is the the end of our tour, the Offend Everyone tour. So come out and support that. Grab tickets for those shows. Then I'll be with Big J in Boston and at the Fox Theater in February. And I'm taking the rest of February off before I go back out on tour. I got a bunch of dates lined up already. Uh, St. Louis, Grand Rapids, Yonkers, San Diego, Houston, Lafayette, Louisiana, and many more. Go to lewisofskanks.com to grab tickets for those shows. Subscribe to my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash PR Rattlesnake where uh, you could try to win free tickets and cash prizes every single time I'm on and uh, make sure you subscribe to all my other pods Real S Podcast Yama May Rap and the Gas Digital Network use the promo code LOS uh, brand new website brand new streaming platform brand new apps everything launching very very soon we actually have a date that we're looking at to start doing our um, uh, testing so yeah things are going very very well on that end as well so and go to you know go to podcastmerch.com and grab some merch Davey, go ahead. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, next week, uh, I'll be out in St. Louis uh, at the Funny Bone out there. Uh, please come out and see me. Got Robbie the Fire Bernstein coming with me on all these gigs. And then uh, the following week, I'll be in Perryville, uh, Maryland, uh, doing a live stand-up show and a live uh, Part of the Problem podcast. And then a bunch more stuff coming up. I'll be in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Detroit, uh, at the uh, House of Comedy out there. Um, doing the Soul Joel's room out in Pottstown, and then the uh, side splitters out in Tampa, Florida. ComicDaveSmith.com. All the ticket links and stuff are up there. And uh, yeah, that's all. Davey, do you do uh, like special guests when you do a live part of the problem? Sometimes. Like a big guest. Yeah. No, not always. I mean, it depends. Sometimes we'll just do like a live show. It depends. Like if there's a good guest in the area, sometimes yeah, I'll yeah, try yeah. to get them them out on a. That's what I kind of figure is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, that's got to be close to DC. Um, more than likely, you're gonna do great. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, bud. You just totally um, I just thought you because so you probably have like some huge special guest on that goes, one. Like, no, it's nope. just, just me and Robbie. It's goes, just me. You go. Ooh. Oh, all right. Thanks. All right. Well, you know, I get been checking it out still. Um, <laughs> no, it's gonna be fantastic. I uh, if you want to catch me, everybody, this weekend, I am in Chicago. Uh, th- this will be on Friday, right? Um, so. Friday night, there still might be tickets available, possibly, for the midnight show. We're doing a What's Your Fucking Deal in Old City. And then uh, the first two on Saturday in Rosemont are sold out already. But I think there might be some tickets available for the uh, Sunday shows. And there's two shows on Sunday. So nine shows I'm doing in Chicago this weekend. So please uh, come out if you haven't already got tickets to get some of them. But I think we're sold. I think five of them are sold out. So um, that's fucking great. Next weekend after that, Sacramento. Uh, after them all over the place uh, until every weekend going up to April and even into April now and the special is going to be coming out uh, Dog Belly, Big Jokerson Dog Belly live from Skankfest uh, coming out in the beginning of March so it's going to be all over the place getting ready for that Bonfire and SDR show yeah sick. Sick. fucking sick bro um, we're not going to look at this now, but Bobby, just really quickly, you know, we looked up soft white underbelly. Yep. That, that just go on the YouTube channel, just look up inbred family, the Whitakers on soft white <laughs> underbelly, 
and we're not gonna we're not going to watch it. You've got to we're just gonna be a, a quick little snapshot of a preview for something that we'll do in the future. Because I have to just show Jay this family's face. It is wild. It's a family of uh, inbred people, and they do an interview with them. Okay, I'm listening. Um, Bobby. Okay, Bobby. I'm looking for the inbred Bobby, family. If you will, Can Robert. You hear me? Yes. <laughs> Robert. Um, hold on, I'm gonna share the the page with you. Oh, there, there they are, doggy. Fuck Some me, people, running. I'm gonna tell my kids that this is the Legion of Skanks. Wow, <laughs> is the right one's not a woman? That's crazy. I have no idea what's what there. No, I, here's the thing: you've already got all the hillbilly shit going on. Why not? Like this guy chose just a mustache. Do you know what I mean? Isn't it weird they still make choices on looks? I think just whatever's grown is growing. You think so? Oh, dude, look at no, that. No, you think that guy grows teeth. just a mustache? No, no. He he's he's shaving the rest. I mean, he has he has if an you actual were, haircut. If you were living in the world of the Walking Dead and you shot all of them in the head, you could probably get off by just being like they were clearly walkers. Yeah. Oh yeah, they talk in moans and groans for sure. <laughs> Uh, the one in the middle should have been killed at birth. I mean, he's bringing nothing to the world. All right. Well, that'll be on the next episode of Legion of Gangs. We're going to do a deep dive on the Whitakers, the inbred family. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's our pro-choice message. Abort that. <laughs> I've been converted. <laughs> yeah. It goes, don't bring it into the world. What is that doing? What's that thing going to do? Open cans? <laughs> we have can openers. Bob, Bobby, go back and uh, and show the picture again. Uh, if you could for one second. Show Bobby, the picture. Throw the picture back up, Robert. Brian, show the picture again, please. Brian, if you can show the picture. Look at, look at Bobby getting annoyed because he's taking the blame. Brian, what please, is, picture. What's this guy in the middle going to do? Open cans. I just wanted to get the visual. We got it. I understood. Yeah. No. Open cans. A rare J bombing. I like it, though. Open cans. It might have worked if they had gotten the picture up when he wanted it, but those yeah. those 12 seconds really killed any possibility of uh timing is very again? important in comedy. What's that kid in the middle going to do? Open cans? <laughs> what if Jay just got stuck on this and can never be funny again? Oh, no. <laughs> the, uh, the Pablo Francisco thing? You're in good hands with Allstate. Wait, you think I can't get out of this? I can get out of this. <laughs> you think I can't get out of this? I watch right, that. Yeah. I watch that once every six months. <laughs> Pablo Francisco meltdown on stage. Let's uh let's get into Bob Ebb. Bobby, our first eight fans today. So give us what's going on. Where are the rules here now? What is it? We have thousands of bands enter, right? Yes. Uh you have all you have all the bios sent to you guys' emails this morning. You should look them up so that you can read them. Uh we're gonna All right. Passive aggressive. I'll do it myself. <laughs> That's not where I was going. Uh I'm gonna show you the bracket, what it looks like. Here, this is our Whoa, the battle of the badass bands. Holy <laughs> shit! We all know. We all know. <laughs> so we're just doing one one corner of the bracket today, right? Yes, yeah, so we're gonna do the top, the first eight of the left side. Mercy Mine, Drew Asworth, Arrival of Autumn, Wyatt oh. Only and Wreckage, Violet Night, Colt Gee, Sammy Paradise, and Wild Plains. Very exciting. I think that's Colt G. Yes, nope. Colt, Colt G. He also no, actually know know him very well. His name Colt G. <laughs> uh, he you was the one that well? nepotism now. He was the one that recreated our uh, Christmas song. 
if you remember that. Oh, so it's Colt G. Yes. Nice. Uh, Sammy Patterson, mild playing. So we're going to go right down in order? Yes, we are. We'll start with... What do um, I do today? I read my, I read their bio? Yeah, I'm going to show you their picture and you read their bio. You got it. All right, here we go. I'm looking for this email. Hold on, Alex. It's from Bobby? It's from Alex. Oh, got it. Got it. <clears throat> All right, here's Mercy Mine. This is their song and you can read their bio. I mean, this is their picture. picture. You can read their bio. Okay dark but here's what i feel like oh my god is... they all look like dave smith well i was gonna one say, guy looks like michael cool bispin <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i think these guys are in the dark to hide they all look like they also have like good day jobs they all <laughs> they all have dave smith face look yeah for one two three and four five have dave smith face number four I think is those michael guys look cool face. number two raped me yeah i know it's him <laughs> can you please say shut your fat ass up and stay down <laughs> <laughs> can i hear him say that number two can you say shut your fat ass up and bite the pillow dude number Mercy five yeah. number five looks like he has an elbow injury he's like i'm cool ow no take the picture i gotta go the bone i can see the bone and he goes seriously who puts a fucking end table right there by the door <laughs> yeah come on man think about some of your tall friends you little guy how am i how am i gonna play the fucking bass bro i feel like that's the foreign drummer you think he's um, a drummer? I imagine he was the bassist, dude. Mercy Mine is here to win this year's Bop Bab competition. Hell yeah. We're a five-piece metal band from the Bay Area, California. Fuck yeah. Our vocalists yells more viciously than Luis J. Gomez yells at his Uber driver. Impossible, but I like the attitude. Our riffs are heavier than Bobby Kelly at his fattest. That's heavier than uh, the first airplane ever created by the Wright Brothers. Our drummer, just... <laughs> our, our drummer is more, for, is more, more foreign than any of your interns. So you were right about the drummer. <laughs> well, no, I re I saw that. That's why. Oh, damn. At one point, we all used to dress like Big J. And as we continue to grow as a band, we plan to spread a message equally as powerful as Dave Smith does with libertarians. Wow, great possible. I was possible. And these all guys right. have soul pain, according to their hats. 15 seconds of the song Phantom, right? Uh, yes. One you minute ready? in. So One minute in, yes. You ready? Yep. Go. Okay. That's pretty good. Oh, I, I liked it. That was good music uh, yeah. right there. I did. They were pretty uh, hardcore. When that kicked, uh, when it kicked in. It oh, made yeah, me really good. want to hear the rest of the song when that kicked yeah. in. Well, you get these like like more like prog, hardcore prog metal guys who so, like they do like the 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 weird time signatures. So when you come in and it, there's not like it's not on a thumping beat, it almost seems weird. But I was picking up what they were putting down. I thought they were really good. Yeah, that caught me. Okay, and they're going up against Drew Ashworth, and this Thank is Drew please. here. Damn, Drew, Drew Ashworth was born in the deserts of Arizona and raised in the. And though he looks like a man, he actually has a pussy between his legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> born. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, he was raised in the pine-covered hills of West Georgia. From birth, he was immersed in the Delta blues, Southern rock, R&B, soul, and classic country records in his parents' collection. Can I say? For, can I just pause for one second? Mm-hmm. His bio is really long. 
It, and this is not our fault, guys. But I will say, Drew, it's that I'm telling you, it just is percent of it. You're hundred. You're we are reading hundred percent the bio, and I'm saying that it does not play well for Drew to have such a long, serious bio. No, it's strategy. I'm going to forget that first song get, by the time we get to his. Let me get through it. <clears throat> he developed a powerful and soulful singing style. It looks like Big J with cancer, right? Yeah, I can get down with that. Uh, he developed a powerful and soulful singing style that was recognized very early in his life. At the tender age of eight, he found an old guitar in his grandmother's attic, and he hasn't put it down since. At the young, tight, hot, tender age of eight. Mm. At the age of 13, Drew came under the teachings of master guitarist, renowned author, and music instructor Brian Jobson. Not the Brian Jobson. By the age of 15, Drew was playing shows for spending money in his local music scene of Metro Atlanta. In 2018, Drew released his EP, The Higher Plan, and appeared on the Alabama public TV show, The Duggar Mountain Music Hall, which continues to air on public TV, both in the United States and in England. Can I say, real quick, just a little bit of a side note, you know how Opie and Anthony used to Jocktober like other radio shows? Mm -hmm. Can our fans Jocktober The Duggar Mountain Music Hall, please? <laughs> like, I want you to uh, torture them. I want you to harass them regularly, send them fucking crude photos, let them know the Legion of Skanks sent you. Duggar Mountain Music Hall is fucking done. They're dead to us. In the fall of 2019, Drew went back in the studio and began working well, on his We're still on 2019. Go ahead. Titled Agents of Change, which was released internationally in 2021. In 2022, Drew signed an artist recording contract with platinum producer Chaz Childers and his Atlanta, Nashville, Memphis-based record label, em whoop, uh, Eminent Music, Music Group, Group, LLC. In August of 2022, Drew won the Atlanta Blues Society Blues Challenge in the solo in duo category. In September of 2022, Drew wrote the cannot write a short fucking bio for his life competition. <laughs> We're getting there. Uh, he's going to represent Atlanta in Memphis, Tennessee on Beale Street at the 2023 International Blues Challenge. It's not over. We're, we're in 2023 and there's another two paragraphs in the bio. How is it possible? Drew this was all just setting. This was just the biography part. Now we're getting into the bio. Drew received two endorsement deals in 2022 with Baldu uh, Baldacci Guitars and Clayton Custom Guitar Picks. Drew's inspiration to create music comes from his love of music of legends like Warren Haynes, Dwayne Allman, Dickie Betts, David Gilmore. And now you're just naming Townsend, other musicians. Eric Clapton, Albert King, Buddy Guy, Kenny Wayne Drew, 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 Derek yeah. Trucks, B.B. King, Joe Bonamassa, SR. Drew's inspiration includes Taj Mahal, Santana, Jimmy Page, John Mayall, Jeff Beck, Van Morrison, Keith Richards, Tom Petty, and Marcus King, to name a few. A few. Drew describes few. the style of music you he writes them all. as authentic Southern music. When he isn't performing, writing He's writing this bio. <laughs> all of his time. Drew spends all of his time writing his own bio. But shitting like, and sleeping, oh, it's pretty much all. Thank God he wrote it in pencil. Uh, when he isn't performing or writing and recording music, he enjoys adventures with his wife and being a dad to his six children, a dog and a cat. That's he has it. six kids, a music career, and time to write this bio. Impossible. Incredible. <laughs> What's more crazy is all that stuff. And then he, at the end, he just goes, have uh, kids, six kids and a dog, a wife and a cat. All, all right. His song is, his first you, entry is, you ain't living if you ain't loving. Drew, right. this better be fucking great. It better... 
Well, this well, is one for, minute into what I can only assume is a 75-minute song. <laughs> if, if it opens up and I am he- and I hear a slide guitar, we're turning it off right away. <laughs> All right, Funky soul sung by a white guy with a goatee. <laughs> if, he mentions, if he mentions a pickup truck, <laughs> if he mentions Jesus or if there's a slide guitar, he's automatically disqualified because when a woman hurts your heart, you gotta go by blazer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? Listen, it's so easy. I liked it. I liked it. I, I did I like see it. It was a little. It was a little. I would just say it's a little nondescript in the fifteen seconds we were able to hear, but it was bouncy. I, right away, I it's, was into it. This is the tough thing about uh, a round one where you only get fifteen seconds. It's uh, it's it's tough. It it was a good song, but I just I yeah. felt like I needed more of it to get what it was. Yeah, here here's the deal. I think that I felt more impressed with Mercy Minds presentation of their music i thought their bio was funny i think our audience will connect with that style of music more i personally connect with that style of music more and i think they just executed what they do uh, a little bit better than when he and it might just be the song choice it might be the moment in the song right but i think the moment in that song for him was it just wasn't a particularly interesting or impressive moment whereas like we saw a pretty fucking cool breakdown it got really heavy and you know so it could just simply be the the, yeah, I was the moment by, in that 15 seconds i was caught more by the other one both great though that was uh his thing was really good i said as soon as it came on i was like felt dancing to it i would pick uh what was the first band's name mercy mine mercy mine i would pick for more because it for a, a genre of music that i do think oftentimes painfully sounds the same that took a turn in that 15 seconds we heard that I was curious to hear where it went. And like, uh, it was, it was a great song that, um, Drew played, but I, if it felt like very familiar, does that make sense? Like the yes. part of the song, it didn't get to like a part where it was really showed as like unique thing. It didn't, it didn't reach out and scream that it was fucking great. And the other guys were, and, and you know, to be honest with you, another side of this as well is like, this is for our audience for the skanks fans. So I, I think that, I, well, I is think that, that how you our, pick you pick for the audience? I mean, I kind of pick I pick for I myself think. for the most part, but if somebody's gonna win Bopab, I think that they Where have to we? you know, I think that they, they should, you know, I, I yeah, I think that it should be more something you're gonna have to be so fucking good at something that's not like kind of like badass and like metal or good hip hop. If it's like jazz, it better be so fucking good and impressive. If it's going to be like honky tonk or country, it's going to have to really, really stand out as that much technically better in order to win this competition. From my perspective, I get what no, you're saying. I kind of just, I'm kind of open to it being something that is a little more like, uh, not like right on the nose on our brand. In in general, I just pick whatever song I liked more. Yeah. But uh, Lewis makes a point. It is Battle of the Badass Bands. So, sure. you know, I get, I get the point he's making. It's, look, the first round, I never feel weird about even judging because you're judging 15 seconds of a song. It's just you just have to go off whatever we heard. But yeah, I thought uh, I, I, I thought I agree with you guys. What was the name of the first band again? I'm sorry. Mercy Mac. Mercy, Mercy mine. mine moving forward. All right, Mercy next one. Autumn arrival of autumn. Let's see the picture. Picture. You want to oh, read the bio? Now it's all big J's. It's one, two, what? three, and five look like Big J. Number four looks like Michael fucking Bisping. And uh, then, well, about, hey, Jay. Well, also, what about Chinese Big J? 
Uh, Jay, no, uh, no pressure, but the Dave's already got through. <laughs> Damn. Um, you want me to read this bio or you want to read it, Lewis? No, please. You can read it. Arrival of Autumn started as a band with a mission to play music without compromise and carve their way through the music scene on their own terms. Coming from a small city in northern Canada, this was a necessary strategy since the band. I also like that. I like city. the fact that we're giving some, you know, some third world country bands an opportunity. Yeah, these guys really, they're ready to see our indoor toilets. After touring in support of two self-released albums, Endless Nights and Shadows, the band began plotting their next release. On a whim, they decided to send some stuff of the new demos to one of their heroes, Jason Sukoff at Audio Hammer Studios, to see if he would be, inter- he would be interested in recording them. To the band's absolute surprise, he liked what he heard and found time between some of the heavy hitters he's working with to record the material. This was an opportunity the band couldn't pass up and immediately started planning the trip of flying over 3,000 miles from one end of the continent to, of North America to the other to record the best songs the band has ever written. Arrival of Autumn has since toured North America with acts such as In Flames, Soulfly, okay. Avatar, and more. Ooh. Stay tuned for the release of new music slated for early 2023. Well, look, this is a legit band. If they're touring with In Flames, they're in tour, touring with Soulfly, they're fucking good. They're going to be Avatar, a really good Avatar is a big band in metal. Oh, they're huge right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and this is their song, 15 Seconds of Apocalyptic. Yep, here we go. Okay. A little more melodic than I thought it was going to be, which is good. But they were good. I feel like yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about any of this shit, but they sounded to me like they were a, like a very talented band. Yeah, yeah, that was very good. And then they're going against. Hold that thought. I'm just getting my. Um, I'm getting my uh, butane. I'll just read the bio. Lewis will miss the, the bio. bio. It's fine. Yeah. Wyatt Alney and the Wreckage. Wyatt Alney and the Wreckage is a hard rock quartet from Seattle, Washington, formed in 2015. The group quickly rose to. This, oh, I know this group. This is the Ralphs. <laughs> oh, the Ralphs. <laughs> That's great. Um, and surrounding territories after the release of their debut album, Dark Futures, in 2016. Over the course of 2016, the band went from playing basements to performing the sold-out shows, uh, Showbox Market. The 2017 release of the anthemic sophomore album, Welcome to Seattle, was met with widespread acclaim and led to regular rotation on rock radio stations and headline performing at KISW's Red Festival and several other music festivals. We're getting like legit bands here. Yeah, dude. What the hell's going on here? They used to all just be suck shit bands. These guys are all legit. They're doing something. In 2021, the band released their third album, Silver Bullet, marking the highest performing release to date and closing in at over 650,000 streams opening week. The album we should be competing on their show and Swan Song, which remained the band's highest charting singles. The band recently wrapped their war in the West U.S. tour, including dates opening for Alice in Chains and Breaking Benjamin. Wow. First song is only in wreckage. But these these are two very professional bands. One of them is going home in week number one. Luck of the drawer. Drawer? Uh, War war within. (laughs) War. Okay, here we go. War within. Here we go. I've come to bring you life. Last chance to put on the fire. So rise 
What? Jay, do you want to start? I, I have some opinions already. That, yeah, go ahead, Jay. Um, I feel like energy-wise that I, I enjoyed a little bit more of the uh, first band, Arrival of Autumn. Uh, very good band, but why it only in the wreckage? I don't know. It's, it, it's not the kind of music I'm into, I'd say, exactly, but like it's in that vein where I think they'll have a song that I'll like really, really love. That mud vein. So I'm going to go with a wide only in the wreckage for me, dude. Very, very, this, very, t- very, very tough. This one, is, man. dude. We got round. we the, this round might be these bands might be better than any bands we've ever had in this competition before. Yeah. And we got oh, any, one anybody one. that we've heard so far. Uh, I mean, with the exception of the country guy, he's fine. But I, I, out of the the metal bands we've heard so far, any one of these guys could have won the competition in the years past. Yeah, they shouldn't be coming down to this contest. Do you want to go, Lewis, or you want me to? Uh, look, I'm really torn. I think that I like Arrival of Autumn's music more, that style of a heavy metal, right? Yeah. I do feel like in the moment that I heard the 15 seconds that I heard, why it only in the wreckage, it was just more interesting of a part, right? Like that that yeah. that moment kind of got me a little bit more. I was more interested in hearing more of that song. Um you know, it's a shame. I think I'd probably be more of a fan of Arrival of Autumn. Um, but I just, you know, if I'm just going by, I think also I think our audience would really like White Only as well. So it's not like, you know, it's not one or the other. I, I, I'm leaning a little bit more toward White Only. Yeah, I'm literally for that exact same reason. I'm, I'm going to go with White Only and The Wreckage. I just like that. That song just grabbed me a little bit more those 15 seconds than the others. I genuinely feel bad about sending a band as good as Arrival of Autumn. Yeah, really. Off yeah. on the first. Uh, the I'll first say we'll, we'll put a loser's bracket together. Maybe if somebody can't make it, we'll do some sort of bonus because uh, some of these bands have been really fucking good. And um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's only going to get better. This is just day one, folks. Um. All right. Our next two is Violent Night going against Cold. It, it's Violet Night, not Violent. Oh, sorry. It's... Violet Night. Uh, the picture. Okay. Violet Night don't just play their instruments; they use them as tools to carefully construct emotion. Hailing from Toronto, Ontario, the band aims to traverse soundscapes as diverse as their province's landscapes. New single head trip. Hey, Bobby, follows- can you superimpose, you know, the, the meme on Twitter with the Asian guy going gay <laughs> right there. New single sure. head trip follows the smash success of sophomore LP anti heroes, which saw violet night rising on the waves of singles. If you are the ocean, then I would like to drown with top 40 success on alternative radio and these anthemic hate me and the anthemic hate me surrounding these tracks are seven others that show the trio's ever-increasing mastery of hooks from the late-night love letter Evergreen or introspection on why we're here, stay golden. We're all the same in the dark. To the driving rock anthem Wallflower, none of this means anything. Extensive touring in the U.S. along countless Canadian concerts have proven Violet Knight's charisma belongs on the stage as much as their creativity belongs in the studio. With the floodgates of possibility open and waves of already forming, be prepared to lose yourself in anti-heroes. And then Violet Night. First song, Head Trip. One minute and 15 seconds.
Okay, Ooh. I like that. Oh, that was going to jump somewhere. That was fun. That was a fun indie rock vibe, retro throwback. Felt like the cars digging it. It was different than I thought it was going to be. It was Pleasantly definitely different surprised. than I thought it was going to be. That was pretty great. Um, Okay, that was um Violet Knight going against Colt G. Colt G. I'm Colt G, a 27-year-old rapper and comedy content creator from Texas, as well as a father of three. I play guitar and sing country music as well as a day one Legion of Skanks fan. Day right. one? No way. Day Can I tell you something? That's now, that's that's a great bio. That's a great bio. Three sentences long. <laughs> I love it. And he's like, oh, tour of the thousand chains. Uh, his <laughs> first song, Flexin' featuring Edna. One minute in, 15 seconds. Colt G. Yo shit basic, yo shit oh My shit clean, my shit cold Like swish your sweets, I'm down the row Click on beats and hear the flow I don't need no damn imposters Flex on beats cause I'm a monster So unique, just check my posture Van Why is everyone so quiet? Oh, look, <laughs> that was it um, because well, none, of say, us were, none of say, us were wholly impressed with I'll go, no, I'll go first. I'll, go, I'll go first on this one, but I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I think uh, I I hate I, I love having a guy like Colt G in the competition. I love having like one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, I thought the song that we heard from Violet Night sounded to me like if you had told me, oh, this is the number one song in America right now. Yeah. I'd have been like, oh, oh, that's kind of a neat song. Like, I dig that. Like, it sounded like that could be like. I think yeah, Colchie, they were they were, they were main stage Coachella. I'd go. That completely makes sense. If, they, yeah. if you yeah. told me this was already a famous mainstream band yes. that was doing crazy shit and cult where he's, he's talented and he's good. It just, in my opinion, wasn't on the fucking level. I think he became a uh, cult. Yeah, I'm sad to say, I think was at the mercy of the part of the song we caught. Yeah. Yeah. It was just it no, was, look, it, dude, it, dude, he's and, good. And, the Christmas song he no, sent really us was good, great. But it's Violet Knight, all... that song also, our 15 seconds dropped at a part like something different was about to happen in the song. And I was so intrigued by that. Can I say maybe that's part of the strategy that they came in with? And they said they knew that yeah. the drop is at exactly 115. And they're going to like, oh, they're going to want to hear more of that. I want to hear more of it, you know. And you're yeah. right. I think that Colt got a bad look. It's been all great people so far. Everyone's been great, including Colt. I think this is a oh, no, this thing really rules. tough bracket particularly tough bracket i you know i think we all agree that uh violet night is moving forward violet night is moving forward everybody and now, this is the last round we're doing today right yep last right. round of the day <clears throat> sammy paradise i like whoa him. this guy's got <laughs> money to burn <laughs> i actually like that makes me laugh <laughs> <laughs> um Sammy Paradise, from the slums of meth-riddled white trash Northern California to the beautiful townhouse of a meth-riddled redneck town in Central Oregon, one rapper has overcome the odds and risen to paying his own rent. With a dead cat, <laughs> with a dead cat that fuels his inner sadness and a bitch girlfriend that fuels his inner rage, Hell yeah. is destined to be the Louis J. Gomez of white rap, mm. presenting the untouchable, the unemployed, the uncircumcised, Sammy Paradise. Great bye. Song. Sammy. Song HOF, I assume Hall of Fame, one minute in for 15 seconds. Sammy Paradise, take it away. Let's go. We go. Now I'm going grave. You're going my own pace. That's your blow. What did you expect? I need a place to stay. Make it clap for a nightcap. Make it clap for a nightcap. Wanna stay, then you gotta tap. Wanna stay, then you gotta tap. Wanna get to the Hall of Fame, but you 
I liked really? it a lot. My only problem is that that's like a beat. It's a famous beat, and that was is it fifty percent of was that a famous was that a famous beat? Honestly, am I wrong or am I right, Bobby? I gotta take that in the real. I've definitely heard it before. True. I've heard that beat before. Yeah, it's a famous beat. Uh, 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 the clapping, yeah, yeah. So that it that's what was really catchy, and that was yeah. like fifty percent of what we heard was just sort of that beat. Like he was doing a little bit of rapping over it. <laughs> He's good. He's really good. But I, I have. I have my reservations with that. I don't think he should have chosen like a, a song. He had a little dicky thing about him that I did like a lot. Yeah, yeah. I no, just I didn't. Like but I, I do, but I will beat. say, I, I swear to you, I was going to say part of my decision if I gave it to him would be on the production of that thing. But if that's a if that's a, a recycled beat, that's that was a lot of it. That was awesome. Yeah, but, uh, his rapping was good, but I feel like he wasn't. We rapping. can't listen again. We can't listen again, can we? No, I think no, that should it. be the rules. Okay. Really okay. Yeah. Rap. I think it's very hard to judge someone's rapping on those 15 seconds. He also had a little thing in there where he was just kind of repeating the line, wasn't really yeah, yeah, rapping. Yeah. So it was like yeah. a little bit tough to judge. But everybody um, knows. Everyone knows. I liked him. He was good, you know, but we'll good. see. Uh, but like, like it's, wi- it's Wild Plains round to take right now. All they got to really do is. T- <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. I want them to win the competition. Is this wow. a side project from Thunder from Down Under? Uh, God, these guys look like a Vegas fucking gay magic show. They rule, dude. I bet when they don't play music, they also do that thing where they like do acrobatics together. You know what I mean? Where like one holds the other one's hands while he does a uh, 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 a sky handstand. You know what I'm talking about? I know. Yeah, yeah. They lean back and 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 hold on to each other, and then they're looking at each other in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, Wild planes, everybody. Wow. But by the way, it is there's the wind still because they're very interesting looking. Something tells me they take their music serious as shit. Dude, this song has to suck so much dick for them not to go through. Because <laughs> I want to watch these guys win everything they do. Wild planes is an American rock band. I did not see that coming. Nope. Based out of New York, consisting of lead singer guitarist Chris Carmelo and drummer Andre Jevnik. That's the guy on the left, I think. Um Together, they bring down the house, having an insatiable appetite to rock. They love putting on a show, bringing people together and making an experience in what files in what flies wild planes. Hell yeah. Formation of wild planes. is like a very wild stallion story. <laughs> and then it goes on and on the story. Uh, I'll read it. It's long. I know. It is the rule that we have to read the bio. In short, through many fortunate and unfortunate events, Chris Carmelo and Andre Jevnik formed this band, meeting at community college and acting class. Clearly, they weren't meant to be movie stars, but rather rock stars. After writing some songs together, playing local acoustic shows, they figured, let's make this bigger and better. After having different lineup changes throughout their five-year history, the band managed to support CeeLo Green, Kicks, Climax Blues Band, and many others. Their resume yeah. of festivals across America arcs from legendary Sturgis to Rocklahoma wow. and Pride Fest to many local events. They Great. were featured on Good Morning America Dressing Room Reveal with meteorologist Ginger Z, as well as various radio stations and multiple interviews at their favorite 96.7 Pocono FM in Pennsylvania. Hell Currently, yeah. the boys have added a few uh, new uh, or a fine new bass player to the mix, writing new music and getting the show on the road for 2023. A few show dates will be added. Uh, where new songs will be battle-tested and released before the year is up. Through the thick and thin, Wild Plains represents power, passion, yes. and sheer will to break through, not just in the music industry, but rock and roll itself. Yes, these guys are epic. They're Quote, epic. 
quote, you guys are the Duran Duran of our time, said Don Jameson of that metal show in Sirius XM. If you guys get through this round, I want Don Jameson's quote about you out of your bio and you got to put one of our quotes. in. <laughs> yes, there's another quote. There is no Jay's thing about reason. how you probably do acrobatics. Yeah, <laughs> you guys probably do foreign uh, <laughs> Bulgarian acrobatics. There's no plausible reason why within the next year, this band cannot be international stars, said Total Order magazine. Like that. Before song, even hearing their music, Jay Okerson said, these guys probably do international acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> their first song is called Money. One minute in for 15 seconds. Wild Plains. Yeah, this is that was fun. That was, was fun. great. <laughs> this year's man, this is I was not prepared for how much better the bands were going to be than they've ever yeah. been before. We've grown tremendously since we've done this bit. Yeah, yeah. It's really a whole different thing now. They were great. They're I'm putting them through, obviously. I'll tell you right now, the winner of the winner of Badass Battle of the Bands may very well perform its gang fits because they're all great. I was just concerned with somebody sucking winning. And then we yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no way someone who sucks is going to win this year. No, they're, they're just all from the so first far. eight. Just from the first no, eight. And I I again, just like, just in the fact that that's their own production stuff. And I said, while uh, uh, he was very good, Sammy Paradise, right? Yeah. Uh, very good, uh, talented guy. But yeah, that was. I mean, I got to hear more of that. The other thing is, you're dealing with uh, you're dealing with a racist podcast. Like, no offense to hip hop, but the the reality is, like, I just always have and always will respect four or five white guys that can get together and they tune their instruments and then they start playing them together. Those much don't more have to than be white, also. E even the yeah. best guy, you no, know look as saying, much though. as I, even as the much best guy respect... that can fucking flow the best and can rap really well, no matter how good he does it, I just weirdly respect five guys playing in unison original songs that they wrote much more. So you have to be such a good rapper yeah. to get through as, against a really good band as yeah. much as i love a white guy going into hip-hop and stealing the black man's culture and that. appropriating it and making money off it himself there still is I, I get what lewis is saying there's something about like when it's a competition where you're like oh these are like five guys who like learned how to play instruments and like came together to put a song together like this, I, I respect being a good rapper but it's hard you really gotta you really gotta like if you really... play the guitar, if you play the guitar decent, I think you're better than the best DJ at town. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. And, that's, and look, I have a ton of respect for great rappers. Like, dude, I'm, I'm such a fan of good hip hop. And Crack Amico, by the way, Crack Amico could have entered this competition and possibly won it, right? Because he personally is writing songs about us, so it would have like tickled our fucking fancy, and it would have been like. I think there was a way to do he's that. Good, that's man. Sort of he's a, talented. And he's so fucking talented. His, and his flow is good. His production is good. So you'd have to you'd have to really hit it in such a you'd have to knock it out of the park in such a big way. Not saying that no rappers are gonna get through, but they gotta really they gotta really stand above the rest of production. Also, we should have had a music video. We should have the... a music video around in this one because uh, I bet these bands are so up there. I bet they have music videos. There's I'd also say that I think the first round is the hardest round for a rapper. Yeah, because um, you at least get a taste of the song. But like with the rapper, it's very hard to judge off 15 seconds. It's, yeah. it's tough. It was tough. Look, I think we agree, right? Wild Plains yeah. is moving through and they're great. I, I mean, so good. All So next next week we or not next week, the next round next week, we're going to finish round one. Next round will There's be another Godbox versus Spaceman until now versus One Eyed Moon, the infamous versus Prime and PM. 
the fulcrum versus far wild uh that'll be on next week's show um and yeah congratulations everybody that moved on let me read the names of everyone who moved on now again we got mercy mine wyatt all uh in the wreckage violet night and of course wild plains we'll see you guys in the next round and we'll see you guys monday live from the stands until then peace You've been listening to the Legion of Skanks podcast with Big J Okerson. Or lazy-eyed albino. Cry for me. Come on. Cry. I'm a shepherd of shitheads. Louis Gomez. Louis J. Gomez, you motherfucker. <clears throat> Louis J. Gomez. If you look at me, I'm going to break your fucking jaw. I want to punch you in your fucking nose. May I'll punch up a magic in his fucking head. And comedian Dave Smith. Fuck you, I ain't got jokes. I feel like if I wanted to be gay... Fucking stick your fist up your ass if you have blue. The Legion of Skanks podcast. <laughs> Yo, ding dong, we're done here. Time to go. 